And we're back. Live in effect. AKA the co-host with the most. Beetlejuice. Say it three times. With my other host. Say it three times. What's good, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Fellowship proudly brings to you the Showcase Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions of the World! (laughs) If you don't know, it's called Before the Three Count. Exactly. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. No one's half the battle. Like G.I. Joe. Exactly. exactly. So we are on another illustrious week of the Wacky World of Professional Wrestling. Uh, once again, yeah. things have been going down. It seems like there's never ending drama in the world of... Uh, seems like wrestling being, you know, modern day soap opera has been spilling out uh, in the streets as of late with a lot of innuendos, rumors... You know, pillow talk, uh, I guess you can say, with wrestlers and employees and contracts, this, that, and the third. I mean, yes, I've got to say, with so much drama in the WWE, it's kind of hard just being Mustafa Ali. Yeah, on that uh, 24 month, no, 28 month uh, sabbatical. Well, soon to be sabbatical. Yeah, craziness. You got and, uh, that, uh, as you were telling me, uh, JTG. Yes. Uh, JTG. Contract. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't but pick JTG. up, don't answer your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but JTG was pretty happy about his deal. Yep. Um, you know, at least when he came to OVW, yep. um, he talked about it. He was like, I'm making 150000 a year yep. to basically sit at home and work out. And it's like, oh, when you think about it like that, that's not... <laughs> That's not too But bad. on the other on that flip side of the coin though, what happened to him after that, the after the fact that he goes to any other promotion? Like was he in TNA, was he in Ring of Honor, was he in NWA, AEW after that, or did he just is he pretty much retired? Um, I don't think he's retired. He still does some indies and things, but yeah, he didn't there, so really transition. Right. So he basically now has to, you know, earn his, you know, living again at a much lower well, I don't know, maybe he might have a decent uh, if he is at the end, he's a, a decent, you know, pay rate, but it's not what we once paid, you know, six figures. No, definitely not six figure money. Um, so I, is I it really it, worth it or, you know, all relative? It, it's all relative, especially, I mean, at that time, you got to figure I was at OVW in 2013, I believe. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that was there at that time. There was no AEW. That wasn't even a thought. All right. Um, New Japan wasn't as big as it would become. Um, you know, so really it was WWE or, or Ring of Honor, kind of, but even Ring of Honor at that time, I mean, I don't think there was anyone there making six figures. Impact. Yeah, Impact, but Impact was on its way down too. That was because okay. when I was there at OVW, that's when Impact, uh, while I was there, right. Impact uh, lost their deal with OVW, or I don't I won't say lost their deal. They severed ties with OVW because they didn't have it in the budget anymore. Alright. Yeah, so uh I mean but it seems like at least with Mustafa situation, um uh you know, if this say 
if he does, you know, becomes uh, disenfranchised with the whole business uh, within that, you know, two and a half years, and he decides to, you know, hang up his boots, uh, it's not like he didn't have a profession going into being, becoming a professional wrestler as he once was in law enforcement. So he can probably, probably possibly move back into the sec- sector and you know, in a different role or position. So it's not like he's like wrestling his whole is his whole you know life, and then he's like pretty much like done. You know, out on the streets type of situation. I feel like he can he can fall back on probably many other talents that he that he has. You know, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, he seems like a very uh, talented, personal, uh, personable right. person. Right, because it seems like a lot of, especially now, I've been realizing or looking with like the legends of uh, yesteryear. It seems like wrestling was their only job, so a lot of them, are, you know, still performing. In, they might say for the love of professional wrestling, but, you know, they're still doing the same, you know, song and dance, I guess you could say, at like in their 70s and, you know, 60s for like, a, you know, a hot dog and a handshake. I don't know how much they <laughs> really realize if it really was for the love of it or you don't really have any options to earn a paycheck, you know? Yeah, and it can, it can be both. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we've seen many cases uh, of that and, uh, you know, which gets to be pretty sad. Yep. Um, you know, a uh, notorious uh, figure in the pro wrestling world, the Iron Sheik. Right. Um, you know, he's unfortunately had quite a quite a downfall from, uh, you know, I mean, he. But he, I don't know with Sheik, though, because he still has like, I mean. From what I saw from his documentary, like he still, I mean, you know, he has his handlers and stuff like that, but I don't think he, he's still relevant, I guess, in the world of like pop culture to a degree, I would say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, but no, I definitely, you know, see where you're coming from, but it's almost like that, that, uh, you know, with college athletes, you know, they always have them, you know, uh, they always have the movies that are like the college football star, basketball star, like coasting through academia and all of a sudden they have that injury and they didn't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. You know, when, um, when Mustafa, I, I don't see that type of situation. Oh, man, actually with a lot of these wrestlers of, uh, you know, the, uh, millennial wrestlers or, you know, the, up, these upcoming next gen wrestlers, I feel like since they didn't come from, just only wrestling backgrounds that they have if it did end, you know, prematurely their career, that they do have something else to fall back on, which is good, you know, compared yeah, I mean, to, like I said, to, like, the the stars of yesteryear. No, for sure. And, I mean, I think it's one of those things where people learn from, you know, the mistakes of the past. Yep. Um, Bill Burr, comedian, he, <laughs> uh, he just, uh, well, he didn't just do this, but I think there's a really old bit of his, but it's new to me. <laughs> Uh, he did a bit uh, talking about Elvis and how Elvis had no blueprint. Elvis was the first big superstar. Right. So, of course, he made literally all of the mistakes. Uh, right. You know, signed a bad contract, married an underage girl, uh, had a drug problem, had a weight right. problem, like just everything. Like, you know. Uh, and it's because yeah there was no no one before him to to say oh like this is how how you do it or like don't do this you know yeah because they always say like when when a certain person does it first is that person does it first so the next person could walk or for the next person to you know pro- go forward to leave 
pick up with that, you know, the first person left off at, you know, yes. make those same mistakes, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, like, you can even see, even, you know, because they say, you know, Michael Jordan is, like, the, the you know, the blueprint for, like, you know, a basketball uh, player. But you have to remember, like, before Michael Jordan, you had, like, Dr. J. And even Michael right. Jordan would, like, acknowledge Dr. J for his, like, con- contribution to his, like, game in itself, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. And there was, I forget the other player's name, but when Michael Jordan did, while he was playing at North Carolina, he actually learned his jump shot, shot from one of his other players. Um, was it James Worthy? I don't know. No, it wasn't James Worthy, but they were on, obviously on the same team. But it was another player on that same squad. And that, that player originally had the same archetype jump shot that Jordan would eventually use, you know, when he went you know, further into his NBA career. But okay. yeah, so it was basically, yeah, you know, steal, shop, and steal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and I think um, you know I, I'm glad that you used that term, steel sharpening steel, because I think that's very apropos to a lot of what today's uh, pro wrestling has become. Right. Um, thanks to the internet and social media, right. we see a lot more um, like good talent working with good talent. Right, because a lot of those, uh, you know. A lot of that talent, even before the internet, you had uh, you had the tapes because you know a lot of these uh, you know new like the Daniel Bryan's or the uh, AJ Styles they'll say like oh we learn from such and such through the whole you know from tapes of like you know yes. wrestlers or other you know territories because that was you know at the time if you wanted to see that the new upcoming moves that you didn't see on you know with Vince or with uh, Bishop is just you had to go through tapes a la what we have with the internet you know you have. YouTube is like the same thing, but back then it was like the tapes, right? But just like, a, di- just a different media. Well, well, not just that though, because I mean the the accessibility, you know, right? Like to get the tapes, you had to like go to the back of a magazine and like trust that you were sending money to like this place, like the. Uh, or, yeah, so, well, well, I was lucky enough, thankfully, at my local video store uh, back in the day. The guy over the counter was a big wrestling fan, so he would stock all like the other tapes that you want to, you know, you see like the New Japan or like FMWs or ECW pay-per-views or just down the third of that wasn't just, okay. you know what I'm saying, Vince and all that. But no, 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 I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Because even if you went to indie shows, they would have set up like a booth of like the best of such and such or like, yes. you know, just down the third. But yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I do. I think it was a very different uh, time period. I mean, we, we've, I mean, you know, there, there's I mean, obviously everything changes and evolves and right. I, I can't even imagine what it was like in the 70s um, or, or even 80s like uh, in McFoley's book he talks about how like someone had to like call someone to call someone to like call someone to right. like find out how to get a hold of him and like tell him like you know he, and a lot of times but it was a lot of times too they had people in the business go out to look for you know talent like similar like in the music industry where they had ARs to you know do that with art you know musicians you know a lot of times you know a promoter would go out usually it was like you know to like areas where they would find like dudes with you know decent bills like either like a football player or they were like a bodybuilder at the time or like strong men and they would be like hey you want to get into you know professional wrestling you know just that third then they'll train them and then go from there but yeah it's all about networking no, completely, completely, and just I guess the uh, the evolution uh, yep. of that. 
it's gonna be interesting to see in the next say like 50 years how that evolves like where where do we go from now that you know we have the internet like what happens next as far as to get your new rising stars yeah i mean you know it'll be interesting to see i guess uh just in general uh the evolution of pro wrestling wwe is clearly heading in one direction um with, with what they believe wrestling is and should be uh, and then you've got AEW presenting what they feel wrestling is. Yep. Uh, you've got NWA presenting, you know, so you've got these different companies yep. offering different flavors of yep. what wrestling can be. Um, and I, I think we're going to continue to to see stuff like that. I think it's going to be interesting to follow yes. uh, where it all goes. Yeah, I mean, I sort of hope it go- goes back to a similar since everything's been open, Pandora's box has been open so much, I'm I'm a little bit hoping that it closes up a little bit, so it's not as you know open to the world. But you know, I got you. You ne- you never know. Uh, since we mentioned how like a lot of the you know talent was looking at clips or even with tapes, do you think that hurt the business because a lot of people, since they were it was was so accessible, you know, to see all this new high flying talent stuff like that. And in their eyes, they probably were like, oh, I can do that. You think that hurts the business in regards to like it, similar to like, you know, rap music, where it's almost like, or even just music in general, that people like will listen, but then they're like, oh, I can do that better. And then instead of having fans of like the show or the already established artists, it sort of uh, made that local, local talent. And then their you know peers around them just hover around them and to push them even though if they're not really ready as far as becoming a, a, a you know a, a star like look at the Hardy Boys they're pretty much homegrown talent in regards to they had their own promotion Omega but they don't look like the blueprint of what a professional wrestler was at this time and then they open the doors for more wrestlers that look like them like the Young Bucks that still don't have that you know blueprint that 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 look of uh you know professional wrestler and do you think that is gonna keep on opening more avenues of people that sort of you know more people will be like oh i can do this and then you have more and more you know dilute the talent um well i think there's a lot of factors Mm -hmm. uh, to look at there uh number one uh just people aren't doing steroids heavily as much uh as funny as that may sound because steroids are rampant i think in pretty much all of sports Mm -hmm. uh in wrestling there's definitely been a shift from just the the big you know muscular guy but when you think Uh, of the steroid time that was only just a brief window of wrestling though like it wasn't that prevalent in the 60s in the 70s and then obviously towards the mid 80s it you know mid to late 80s it went to overdrive but then Really, after that, that's really it was like a small window. Nah, it was a, I would say it was a window from the late seventies. Uh, superstar Billy Graham opened it up, but he was it wasn't yeah that's just it but like it wasn't prevalent throughout like that's he was like an anomaly at that time. No, for sure, but I I, th- I would say though that was the beginning, and he's he kind of set a blueprint of his own of like oh this is what could be like you know. Uh, people were just impressed looking at him. Uh, oh. His wrestling didn't matter as much. Okay, uh, and you know that that opened up the doors for for Hulk Hogan, 
right to, to come through right, 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 uh, right and then when people saw that how much money that made right um, that opened up a lot of doors and that's really where yeah the 80s steroid era right and like i said so it weaned off towards like the 90s because obviously the scan you know the court scandal you know so and then guys started it's, becoming more like leaner look you know yeah but here's the other than maybe like the rock and triple h uh everyone else was pretty much like all different all types of body types like d'lo brown would you say he was you know <laughs> a steroid user <laughs> um he could have been uh, uh, maybe creatine, but I don't know about steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possible because here's the thing: guys were still really big at that time, and that's why I'm like more yeah, bloated. Still, you can be bloated and a, a lot of water stuff. retention. I, I don't want to uh, put this guy's business out there, so I'm not uh-huh. going to say him by name. But uh-huh. it's somebody that I know personally uh-huh. who um, they went on steroids, and uh, but they were lazy; they didn't really like working out and like uh-huh. dieting. So they uh-huh. just got big. In what regards? So like bloated big or yeah, like and when you say big, like what like torso, like whole thing, arms, big, shoulders, big body, yeah, belly, big body. Okay, okay. How many pounds did he put on? That Probably. I don't know specifically. All right, before uh, you start, like, was it like fifteen pounds of muscle? Was it like ten, uh, that type of situation? That that but, I all right. If you look at story, if, and if we say steroids, if you look at current angle compared to I'm trying to think of eighties wrestler that pro- you know was probably on the gas like a steamboat. Part, when I say allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because I don't know if steamboat was on it, but steamboat obviously look, looks bigger than uh, angle. Uh, but I think angle was built at at, at, a, at a higher weight. Yeah, and uh, I would say allegedly Angle was on the gas. Actually, I don't even think that's alleged. I think he's talked about that. Oh, okay. And I mean, and you can see the difference in size from when he left WWE to when he went to TNA, and he had to get off of everything. Yeah, but probably uh, age too. You get older, you know, testosterone gets to, you know it starts to drop. Uh, it was a whole combination of things, I'm sure. You know, and all the Percocets and all of that. That. Okay. You know, again, that's not alleged. That that's been discussed and openly openly documented. Okay. Okay. So so yeah, there's a so that, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, steroids. I mean, look at Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, right? Uh, Chris Jericho. Like they they all left WCW and then immediately got like gigantic. Well, Jericho, his his size really didn't change. If you watch some of his WCW stuff to his WWE debut. Yep, there's definitely a change in size. I don't know what caused it. I don't, you know, but uh, I'm I'm thinking it's not pizza and cupcakes. Really? He always looked the same. Other, you know, towards now, his you know, as he's gotten older. But like, I never really saw him as like a big dude. He's a lot bigger in WWE than he was in WCW. Okay, doesn't mean he's a big guy, but he was bigger than he was. Like, was it a Um, dramatic increase or was it subtle? I think a pretty dramatic increase. It was. Look at it. I know. I agree with you with Guerrero. That that was a definitely you know night and day situation. (laughs) But with Jericho, yeah, I didn't really see see it that much. But okay, all right. No, I think so. Um, And one of those things is uh, a lot of people don't understand with steroids. yeah, they're going to help you pack on muscle and everything else, but there's yep. still so many other factors. And the biggest one is always going to be whatever your natural genetics are. So, like, yeah, 
you know, so you can't just take steroids and suddenly look like Ronnie Coleman. Like it just doesn't work that way. Right. Right. Uh, you know, but yeah, I definitely agree. But yeah, so uh, back to the original question: Do you think with so much access to you know wrestlers, do you think fans now are becoming I can do that and then diluting the 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 pond with so many people wanting to become a wrestler? Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Um, okay, and I think there were so many. Uh, you know, you can see the the popularity of wrestling in the nineties because um, it, it was huge. Yep, um, and, and that that equated to to money. Um, you know, and so now you see like wrestlers as big time stars. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you got guys like Austin doing movies, The Rock doing movies. Um, and, and so all of a sudden it became very attractive, um, yeah. you know, to, to want to be a pro wrestler. Uh, wrestling became cool, um, you know, during that time period. Uh, you got people, you know, wearing DX shirts, Stone Cold 316, like, you know, just all, all of that stuff that went on there. Um, and so, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, everybody wants to be a pro wrestler. Uh, you've got all these TV shows exposing the business. Yep. And then, uh, you know, and suddenly now there's a ton of wrestling schools. Like, that was never a thing. Yep. Um, Killer Kowalski was, like, the only wrestling school uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then throughout the country, there were a few uh, that would pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. But then in the, the 90s, because of the wrestling boom, suddenly everybody because so many people wanted to be pro wrestlers and not everybody could afford like to pay three thousand dollars to go to killer kowalski's mm-hmm. um you know now anybody that's been a wrestler it, it has a wrestling school whether they were good or not um it's like hey like i can teach you to be a pro wrestler come mm-hmm. pay me like you know 20 bucks uh <laughs> and get in my ring and, and you can be a pro wrestler too yeah uh, so, oh no, continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so with that being said, then, like, can we? You think in the next? Is it possible to reel that back in to slow down that, you know, acceleration in regards to people wanting to be in the business? Um, I mean, I think there will, at some point there will just be a natural. Uh, yeah, like wrestling won't be as popular. Uh, uh, and it really, I mean, wrestling hasn't been as popular uh, as it was in the 90s for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think because of that, there there was a decline in uh, wrestlers uh, from the time period of, of the, the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, and that's when backyard wrestling was big and all of that stuff. I, I think you don't see as much of that anymore. Yeah, now that, now that you mention it, I was gonna say yeah, uh, especially backyard wrestling because back in the day they used to have videos of uh that was marketed towards backyard wrestling, even video games. And now yeah, you know here people, you know other no. than the the subway bowl uh, subway manias, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really don't see anybody jumping off ladders in their you know parents' backyard, right? And that's for the best. That yeah, that's exactly. actually good because that that needed to go back into the. Pandora's box because that was just oof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so thankfully that yeah is not as much of a thing. Um but but yeah, it's uh so I mean I think we are seeing a, a change of sorts mm-hmm. um in, in wrestling. Um 
it's going to be interesting to see what what is AEW's legacy mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of wrestling. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, it's still still too early at this point, I think, to tell. How many years has have they been in production? This is now their third year. Okay. So would you give them before you put like a grade on them? Five years or ten years? Would you give them? You know, before you start, you know, critiquing. Um, I mean, we'll see if they're still around in ten years. That's the point where you can really talk about lasting effects of legacy. Gotcha. Um, I'm like, you can give them a grade at any time and be like, well, for where you are right now, here's right. what I would give you. Right. But, but yeah, I, I think you know, because here's the thing: if in five years they're not not around, yep, then the. the I don't know how much we can talk about a lasting legacy unless there's some sort of like thing that branches off from it, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, like arguably the the popularity of Bullet Club is what led to AEW. Correct. Um, so you could say that had a lasting legacy, even though Bullet Club isn't popular anymore. Correct. Uh, it it led to the AEW. Yep, to its inception. Uh, yeah. So with AEW. Well, I guess with other promotions, where typically where are their shelf lives? That's a great question. Um, that we I can mean, match I, them up to being a, either a, a failure or a success. Like, do we like Smoky Mountain? Like, how long was Cornette doing his promotion for? You know, before it went under. I feel like it was less than ten years. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, it left. It left a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the talent that came through there in the time period. Again, that was the 90s wrestling boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it had that going for it. And I think that's why it left a lasting impression. And, you know, and then you had that transition to OVW yep. and that all that that meant for wrestling. And ROH, was that 20 years? Yeah. Which ROH, I mean, it's, yeah. they, they, I think we can say they're still going. No, I they, thought they, they went under, uh, bankrupt. They've got a show scheduled April 6th in Dallas. Is that like a farewell uh, show? That's the, I guess that's the real question. Um, okay. Will it be a farewell show or is it a we're back show? Okay. Okay. Um, and and that, East, I was going to say ECW, were they 10 years? ECW was pretty like close 90, to 10 years. It was like 93 to yeah, like 2000. Two, what, 2000 yeah. When they went to uh, uh, TNN, yeah, yeah, can we all acknowledge when they when Vince did his uh, version of it? No, no, made no uh, sense. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, ECW was eight years basically. Okay. Um, um, also, um, lasting legacy, but I think again, the, the the right right time and place. Do you do you consider them a microwave a microwaveable promotion like? What is fast, that? Were they were they a fast food promotion? Like they, you know, had a strong star and then burnt out. Um, or were they only built to sustain that type of years? Like they weren't a long lasting sustaining. You know, the way it was ran, it wouldn't last any longer than that. Well, Heyman always says that if they had the TV deal, they they would have still been around. Do you agree? Um, I mean, I wasn't there. I can't. So I can't disagree, I guess. But do you think with that? You think the way that he went with the show in that town, in that roster, that if they had a television deal, it would like still be here as of today? Because I thought 
that they had great talent, but it was still too. It wasn't polished enough. You know, ratings wouldn't sustain. You know, for the long haul. Well, Heyman, and I mean Heyman is a master of speaking and promoting. Right, but so, he never paid. He never paid his uh, roster too. So if you, how are you gonna keep your talent if you're not paying them? Well, I mean that's different. Different people have said different things in regards to that. But uh, what I'm gonna really because I thought a lot of these shooting interviews like uh, it was consistent that he never paid nobody. <laughs> Like it's Tommy, uh, uh, what uh, what's his face uh, was trying to run up on him and like take him out because <laughs> he didn't pay him. <laughs> uh, RVD said he's never had any problems, no bad okay. checks. Um, so uh, that's why I'm like, oh, there's everyone's got their own version and story. And as I know from my own personal experiences in wrestling, yeah, um, I mean, promoters will treat you the way you allow them to treat you. Okay. Um, you know, so if you keep showing up and not getting paid, <laughs> they're they're gonna keep not paying you. Uh, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, it definitely is. But that's unfortunately how the business goes. And do you think they could got advertisers behind them too? ECW with that type of promotion? Depends what you know how they presented themselves going forward and transition. And that's what I was gonna say. So Heyman, he he he's he said that if they had the TV deal, yeah. Um, you know, they, they would have still been around. And not only that, he, he says that Ring of Honor would have never happened. He, he's like, really? Gabe, yeah, he says Gabe Sapolsky would have still been working for him. I never know who he worked for. Yeah, yeah. Gabe Sapolsky uh, did like the programs and like that sort of stuff for ECW. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and so he says Gabe Sapolsky would have still been working for him and, and they would have just had all that talent they would have had Raven they would have had CM Punk they would have had AJ Styles Christopher Daniels um, and so if that's true which I mean I guess I could see it I'm like yeah Gabe Sapolsky's not leaving if there's still a company to, to work for um, and why wouldn't they still they use that sort of talent um yeah, but you also forgot though that that was business company too. Ring of Honor? No, ECW. Oh, ECW. Yeah, yeah. Vince was Vince was pumping some funds into them. Right. So, I, how far could Polly go with it? Uh, I mean, I guess that's it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, if you if it's not one hundred percent yours, you really can't do a whole lot with it. Well, I guess the question comes down to, like, because uh, I don't think on paper Vince had any. I think Vince was literally just pumping funds and it was like a handshake deal. Like, oh, like, we'll use, you know, some of your talent. Like, we'll give you... No, I think, no I think he was um, funding it on the low. as like a, almost like a silent investor. No, but I'm saying it was, I think it was a handshake deal. Because oh, that, oh, oh, oh. I don't because, know, with Vince, I seem like him being very consensual. When they went bankrupt, Vince yeah. bought it from the auction company or whatever. Like, oh, okay. And if it was on paper, then Vince would have either a had a claim to it, like just naturally, and not being able to buy it from the auction company, or he would have owed some money into it. Oh, okay. All right. So, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, so I mean, it would have been easy enough for them to be like, oh, well, sorry, Vince, we we don't need you now. You know, hysterical. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting, interesting to see how things played out, you know? For sure. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think about. Trying to think any other promotion other than you know WCW at the time that, or or I should say, or NWA that you know uh, had like a lengthy tenure uh, stampede, I guess, up in Canada. Yeah, Stampede, they, they definitely had a good run. They But that, that was a regional company. I mean, if you start talking regional companies, yeah, you know, Memphis a had a long run. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different, totally different story. I'm trying to think, was any, oh, oh you said P, PWG out in Cali, I guess, since they're still running, but they weren't Let's like say, a huge promotion, I guess? No, I mean, they, they run the same venue for, you know, years. Yeah, so same, same thing. Like that's. Well, it's like ECW. Fun. ECW ran the same venue in Philly. Nah, ECW ran all over the country. But then uh, I thought the Philadelphia Ballroom, whatever, whatever, was like their like home. That, that was considered their home, but like uh, they ran all over the country. They were, you know, they were a nationwide company. Did they ever come to uh, New England? Oh yeah, I saw them oh, okay. in uh, Connecticut. Oh okay, all right, all right. I was actually there the night New Jack uh, dived off the scaffold. Oh, wow. Uh, I was in Connecticut. And, so, wait, uh, the one where he, uh, him and Vic Grimes, where he, like, cracked his skull? Yeah. Wow. How was that? It was crazy. Um, it, it's funny, actually, because yeah, I was still in high school. Yep. Uh, I was a senior in high school, um, and it was me, Gardner, Rivers, and Pyro. Uh, we we and it's so funny to think back in perspective at, at the time that trip and it was like maybe two hours I think okay um, into Connecticut but it, it seemed like the like longest journey like ever like you know <laughs> uh, it was like wow like we're driving like you know we're, we're going to this wrestling show in Connecticut like ECW like you know and, uh, it was at a college somewhere and I wish I could remember where now um, but like in Connecticut and. Um, yeah, it was uh, just wild to be in that kind of environment as a high school student, like, and, you know, for, from Maynard, Massachusetts, and uh, now you're at this ECW show where people are, like, drinking and being loud and, you know, just whatever. It was just, uh, so, so the perspective of it at the time was like, wow, this is so crazy. Was it a pay-per-view? Yes, yes, it was. What pay-per-view was this? I would have to look it up. Um, on the Google machine. Okay. Because I, I don't remember the, the specifics. I just remember, though, it was New Jack and uh, Grimes, yeah, coming off the scaffold. And uh, it's funny, actually. Um, Rivers had to go to the bathroom, and he ended up being, like, right there, apparently, when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <laughs> yes, yes. Was that your only uh, ECW? See, I never went to any uh, ECW shows. So I've been always curious to see how how they were in general but have you been to other ones or was that the only one you that that was the only one i had been to uh okay 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 yeah it's one of those things that so look back regretting not being able to check out one day show when they were you know still up and going yes no definitely understandable um and it's i mean at that time we were very young like really to have been like into ecw yeah, um, you know, I mean, I remember like kind of sneak watching it Saturday nights, like after midnight on the Spanish Channel. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, on Univision. Yeah, yep. Yeah, <clears throat> I was like how they did their show because like their commercials 
would be advertisements for like other like pay-per-views that they, <laughs> they did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like it will always be like that advertisement of uh that uh that Asian model Yeah, on the like the ECW yes. yeah. <laughs> replays of over and over again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they always have like that that like pulp fiction surfer music in the background. Yes, yes. And it was always like so like hectic. <laughs> like, it'd be like shot, shot, like shot, like here's the next thing and that thing, and oh, you remember the night you were there <laughs> with Ramona Wanalea was on the roof. <laughs> yeah, I think for like a for like the hour time limit of the show, it'd be like one match that they show, and all yes, like back right. backstage interviews of just people cursing at each other. And uh, but you got to think about their business model at that time was getting people to buy the the tapes, right? So that's right. how they made their money. Right, because yeah, because they had no well, uh, pay per view. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, trying to get people to buy pay per views too. But yeah, they were basically paying to be on those shows, so it was basically yeah. an infomercial. Yeah, pretty much. But I, I was gonna say, probably should have made some decent dough because it looked like a lot of those shows were always sold out. Yeah, but they didn't have big arenas. Like the ECW arena okay. looks yeah. huge. It, it holds like under a thousand people. That's not a lot. Not like big money a lot though. Yo, things. Well, how much? You, well, do you remember what those pay per view tickets were that you paid, or that too far uh, back? They, I don't remember, but I'm thinking I'm like they had to have been pretty cheap, like <laughs> bucks. Like what? Like twenty bucks? Probably like thirty. I'm okay. gonna say twenty. Well, yeah, that's I, not too bad. Thirty bucks at a pop for a thousand people. I mean, yeah, you think about that, that's 30 grand, but then you got to pay for the venue. You got to pay for talent. You got to pay for like, you'll pay for talent. So you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Some of that talent you got to pay for. All right. Well, all right. Half of All right. Half you pay for it. All of it you got to pay at least for their travel to get there. Now, a lot of of them were booking their own flights and hotels. You should look at these shoot interviews, though. Like, People were not happy with Paulie's. Uh... <laughs> but here's the thing: they kept showing up. Oh, hey, well, like you said, that's up to them. But like, yes. uh, that's what I'm saying. So Paulie, like I said, he, he probably made a decent chunk of change if he wasn't really uh, paying a whole lot of people. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's not a lot. Like I mean, again, you think about 30, thirty grand, but you know, at least half of that is going out to pay for equipment and blah blah blah. And then whatever, you know, taxes. True. It's not a lot. It, it goes but they said a lot of that stuff was uh, in-house, too. Like, a lot of those tapes that were being made was done at, um, I think they were saying, like, Paulie's parents' house. Like, they yes. were editing the footage and stuff like that. So, you know, he was oh, able yeah. to cut he, some corners. He cut, he cut a lot of corners, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I, I heard that, uh, like, Tommy Dreamer, like, was, like, you know, running, like, a lot of the stuff. Yep. Um that's why he was so heated. Yeah. But so it's like, yeah, like pretty much like it's a, what do you call it? A mom and pop shop. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, you know, do you think something like that could happen again? Um, anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, um, there's definitely been other attempts at it. XPW. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, do you have Hulu? Um, I think so. 
Actually, all right, yes. so they, uh, all right, so they have all those. Last night. We have, yeah, they have all the dark side wrestling on the okay. the Vice uh, channel, but you just hit search and dark side wrestling. But one of the episodes was on XPW and Rob Black and that uh, the whole uh, you know situation that went down with it. But yeah, oh, I'll have to yeah. check that out. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, when you do, uh, let me know. Then we can do like uh, we, actually we should do some uh, episodes on. Uh, Dark side because it's now three seasons, so yeah, there's a lot of material to go over. Definitely, and yes, actually, just last night we discussed that we do have Hulu. Uh, we we back, actually think we've got two Hulu because uh, the Queen gets it through Spotify. Okay, and then uh, I've got the Disney bundle, and that's oh, okay. on it. So uh, okay, okay, but yeah, definitely uh, uh, check it out. But aside from yeah, and XBW, CZ, CZW, they tried it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean CCW is still running. No, I thought they, I thought did, I thought um, what's his face, uh, uh Nick, um, Nick Gage. Gage, yeah. Didn't he move to another promotion that, but it's basically CCW that when he feuded with uh Mardona. Uh, so so one yes, but that's okay. got nothing to do with CCW. CCW was run by DJ Hyde. Um, and so okay. he, CZW is still running. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. Nick Nick Gage left CZW and he went to GCW. Right, uh, but I thought he had like the CZW title and then he lost nah, it against nah, Zack nope. Ryder. Nope. nope. Oh, okay, okay. Nothing to do with CZW. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. In fact, gotcha. I, I was there doing security uh, the night Nick Gage did the run-in at CZW. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. For the uh, Cage of Death. Okay. But yeah, GCW, um, they're the they're the new ECW type hardcore company, Um, and Nick Gage is one half of their tag champs right now. Okay, okay, Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the only two promotions I can think. Uh, Well, then you obviously had, uh, but this is way long ago. FMW, yes, Japan. Uh, but Frontier I, Martial was a Frontier Martial Arts wrestling. Martial Arts, yeah, yeah, with uh, Hayabusa, Terry, uh, not Terry Funk, Mike Awesome, oh, the Gladiator, which was Mike Awesome back in the day. Um, Mr. Popo, not Mr. Popo, uh, um, like what? Uh, Mr. Popo Mr. was there, Mr. Pogo, I believe. Oh, yes, yep, Mr. Pogo, I know that name, yeah, he could use a sickle uh, as his weapon. Uh, who else was I'm trying to think was any other notable oh and Onita okay yep yep and yeah and uh, they were infamous for like the exploding barbed wire matches and like the scorpion death matches and like the because uh, actually on um, uh, Dark Side Wrestling they do an episode on FMW and then uh, there was a match a tag match with Sabu and his uncle the original Sheik against um, Onita and I forget who the other wrestler was and they had the ring was on fire like the ropes and basically it, it, the match itself was a botch because like the they were losing so much oxygen due to the flames like they all basically had to bail out the match and uh, the original sheet caught on fire while he was rolling out the ring and like suffered like second degree burns oh my gosh yeah man <clears throat> That's crazy. Well, it's uh, funny in retrospect because I don't know WWF at the time did that 
a flame match with Kane and Undertaker, and it was like a little poof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very different situation. Yeah, but I'm not. Re- I mean, as a kid, that might have been cool, but I'm not really a big stickler on giving matches like you know those death matches. Like, yeah, no, same. Um, it's not really my flavor of ice cream. And when you think about it, you know nobody's really gonna perish from them uh, due to obviously, you know, commissions and stuff like that. But you know the, the way that they advertise, like, ooh, who's gonna survive? I always thought that was just can't, you know, well, can't be. I, I gotta say though, ha- yep. having been at, at Combat Zone CZW yep. for, for their Cage of Death. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the real deal. True, true. Um, you know, Shane Strickland's back is still a mess for, from doing that match. Well, like you said, like you said, when wrestlers not getting paid, that's on him. It's <laughs> on him. Uh, he got paid for that night. Not, in my opinion, probably not nearly enough money, considering he like went ten feet and through glass. So you tell me he, you tell me he got a suitcase of White Castle burgers and a handshake. <laughs> More or less, 20, his twenty sliders. He's good to go. More or less, you know. <laughs> Probably did more damage to him three in the morning than the actual scaffold match, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, they go the bubbly guts. <laughs> but like I said, yeah, I'm not, the only gimmick matches I really liked, uh, like the Elimination Chamber, yeah. uh, the the OG Hell in the Cells. Okay, okay. Even even the blue cages I like as a kid. Even until this day, I still dig them. The, the blue steel cage. Uh, it's funny. You can do more with those. Really? With the blue ones. Because you got all that space to climb and stuff. Like, with the with the new cage style. Unless you're like a cage climber. which And that's why, I mean, you see a different <laughs> caliber of wrestler in these matches. Like, <laughs> a cage climber? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Or a fence climber, I don't know what the word would be, but uh, so we mean like more space for like your feet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why are you saying like their boots are too big to like fit into the holes? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, so it's like, and that's why like with today's cage matches, it's more like RVD, Ray Mysterio type guys. I know I'm dating myself by saying those two names, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. back in the day, you had Hogan and King Kong Bundy like in the blue steel cage, and yeah. like they could climb it. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of those. Um, oh, I knew the answer to this at one point in time. Was it from aesthetics? I, no. Um, I, I think it's because someone got concussed, like, getting hit by it. Like, because they what? were, like, heavy. Really? Yeah, like, so, like, when guys would, like, slam the cage door, like, it's, like, heavy bars, like, hitting you. Yeah, but aren't you, you're bumping from, I mean, you're, like, you're deflecting the like a chair shot, right? You, you, nah, you're like guys were just taking it straight to the head because they're like, "Oh, it's right to the top." And this is back when I mean, think about too back in the day, how many guys would take chair shots straight to the top of the head? Yeah, but they were using their nah. A lot of them were protected. Are you, are you, talk, you talking like attitude chair shots or like 1980s chair shots? Attitude. Uh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, but by then the blue cage was already done by then. Yeah, that's that's around where the blue cage ended. Oh, okay. But okay. I, I think someone got concussed getting hit with it. <laughs> and that's when they changed it up. Yeah, because the now that I think about the new cages, they always everybody always has a tough time opening them. Like when they when you know when they do the padlock? Like yeah, I know yeah, Mark yeah. Henry like struggled trying to open it. I think Brock too. Like they always have like an issue trying to open up the door or trying right. to <laughs> do like a, a run in and it's like 
Yeah. But I think uh, the only gimmick match uh, that wasn't in the WWF that I actually enjoyed uh, low-key was the um, one from uh, WCW, the Ray to Rumble three cages. Um, okay, okay. Actually, that, I, I actually think that. Huh. It did only one time, though, so it really couldn't be, like, overdone. But yeah, did that, that one time, A, in the movie, which looked nice, it was cinematic, but then when they did it for the actual... I think it was for Slamboree pay-per-view with David Arquette and all of them. I, I, I dug it. I dug it. Okay, it's. I, I'm not gonna hate on it. Um, it's funny. I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't remember it well enough. I, I think to really like give a strong opinion. Yes. Time to go back um, on the peacock then. Yeah. Yep. I have to go back check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now think about well, what are your what's your top five gimmick matches. Because I'm not a big gimmick match guy. It's funny. Right. I'm a I'm a bit of a wrestling purist. Right. Um. I so just like in general, like yeah. gimmick match. Yeah. Um. Hmm. <laughs> I like. Right, I'll throw I'll throw some out to you. I'll throw some out to you. No, no, uh, I got this. I got. This. Okay, war okay, games. okay. I, I like war games. Yes. Uh, w- the OG w- ones, style. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. NXT had some good war games too, though. Um, with Undisputed Era against very. But I would say the was the OG was the cage ceiling lower or were the guys just taller? It's so funny you say that. Um, that's a very <laughs> good question. Um, I could see it going either way or both ways. Either. I feel like when Sid was in him, like his like Jericho was literally touching like the top. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, guys would like literally just like be reaching up. And, like, <laughs> they couldn't do like body slams or nothing like that. Right. But their feet would like hit the, the ceiling. <laughs> yes. So, I, I mean, guys were definitely taller back then, but also yeah. like, the cage might have been smaller. Okay. Um. So definitely, but yeah, I dig those. Uh, okay. I mean, my favorite gimmick match now I'm thinking about it, hands yep. down, is the Royal Rumble. Ah, yes, 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 definitely. Of the past, though, right? Mostly. Yeah, I mean, 1992 is my favorite yep. Royal Rumble of all time. I think we've discussed that on here. Yep. Um, you know, Ric Flair with a tear in my eye. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> the greatest night, of, you know, for, for baseball fans, they have their, uh, you know, today, today, today. <laughs> you know. But uh, for me, as an old school wrestling fan, I, that's my, you know, okay. the tear in my eye. Like, I mean, All I, right, I remember so. that so vividly from 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's number two. Um, let's see. What else? Gimmick matches. I dug the first Elimination Chamber. Yes, because it was one. new. It yeah. was new. Yep. yep. It, Who were the participants? Cool. Was it? Oh, man. Jericho. Jericho. Triple H. Triple H. Uh, who else? wasn't in it, right? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he was in that first one. RVD? Yeah, I think RVD. And Brock? No, there had to have been a face in there. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else it might have been. Not The Rock. I think he was out the promotion by then. Was it Goldberg? Possibly. It feels about right. Right, like, feels about right. Okay, all right. So elim- uh, the the first eliminate- elimination chamber. So that's number three. And then uh, let's see. We need two more. 
Which, by the way, is the next pay-per-view before WrestleMania, correct? Yes, it's actually next Saturday. Yep, in, uh, in Saudi Arabia? Yes. So shout out to Saudi Arabia and all their fans. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, and and uh, I, I've got to say, uh, the, the Queen pointed this out to me last night, because, you know, there's a lot of controversy with WWE being over there. Correct. But um, the Queen pointed out to me last night, they've actually made some good changes over there. Um, nice. For the first time ever in Saudi Arabia history, women were on a billboard. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Dope. So I'm like, that, that, yeah. Yep. Um, and it was Lita okay. and Becky Lynch. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. It's like, all right. Like, you know, it's, you know, real cool to hear that, yep. like, you know, it's not just about them going over there and making all this money. Like, they are yeah. actually, you know, they're doing some good things. I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay. So that's three. Uh, so, yeah. So after Elimination Chamber, what else you got? Two uh, more slots. Two more slots. Yep. Ooh, oh, um, the WCW gimmick with the two rings. What was that? World War Three. I think they called it. Yes. Yeah, that was a pay-per-view, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That I think, is, that, is that the one with Sting, like, they like his Sting splash across the both rings? I think so, yeah. Uh, yep. Like that, that was pretty unique. Was, that, uh, it was, was it War Games or not War Games? World War Three or Super Brawl that they did that in? Uh, no, it was World oh. War Three. World War Three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Super Brawl okay. that had the um, what was the gimmick for Super Brawl? Um, actually, that might have also had a two ring gimmick. I was gonna say, I felt like it. I feel the like it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yup. Okay, all right. And then last last gimmick match, what, what you dig? Uh, you know, I'm going to think on that one. Okay. I don't know that I can come up with a fifth right away. I know you mentioned, obviously, the OG Royal Rumbles, but what's your take on the OG Survivor Series where they usually have faces and heels go against each other? Oh, the OG Survivor Series, those were yep. dope. Like, those are almost set up to be like the third biggest pay-per-view. Obviously, you had uh, Mania, then the Rumble, the setup Mania. And it always seemed like it was either a toss between SummerSlam or Survivor Series as like the other biggie. Yes, yeah. No, I love the OG Survivor Series because especially you got to see matchups and things that you wouldn't see otherwise. Right. Um, and I think that's, a, unfortunately, I think what wrestling is really missing a lot of these days is just like that kind of spacing and timing between shows and events yeah um, so you can build up to like really want to see some of these things yeah because at one time it was only four pay-per-views a year right and uh you know and that was the only time you were gonna see the big names working against each other yep um, but um with the survivor series too it was um the matches when they had the four versus four it was elimination style so it wasn't just one guy one team one and you know one person got pinned and that was the end of the match it was it went down to the you know the last person oh yeah and and then uh like at least the first i think it was the first two survivor series they had the uh like the the remaining people go against each other didn't they what do you mean or am i making that up in my head like we, we're like oh like these people survived like so now they're in a match against like other survivors no I don't remember that I was, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was just thought it was his team like you know it's like his team 
when, obviously if it was like Hogan he'd be like the last person against like the villain team of you know whoever that that heel team that he was facing type of thing. I remember other the, the other one. And you might be right. It's weird. Like I'm like oh, but I feel like I remember that happening at least once okay. where they did like survivors teamed up together. I want I want to put past them. You know they gotta change it up. Uh, you know sometimes, but. I'm gonna I'm I'm throw some honorable mentions to you and see if you if you dig them. Um, TLC. Um, tables, ladders, and chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean some of those were real good. Um, I, I think they got to a point where it just, for my taste, it became yep. too gimmicky. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the original ladder match. I always felt had a close, you know, like the Razor and Michaels or Triple H and, and Rock. Like they all they. Where the ladder was still a gimmick of the match, but it wasn't the gimmick of the match. I, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. Completely. Which I always, always enjoy. But now it seems like they're the gimmick, the, the, the ladder, the weapon is that match. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but yeah, so, um, okay, so uh, what about triple threat matches? Like ECW was, they were they were pretty much, they were the spearheads of doing triple threat triple threat matches before Vincent company. Yes. Um, and, and triple threat matches. I'm personally not a big fan of them, actually. Okay. Uh, I don't like being in them, and I, I don't really like watching them. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, how about you, though? What's your opinion on them? Uh, when, they, when they're done right, like saying ECW, yeah. dig them. But when they're just put together, like, you know, like on a Raw or a SmackDown, Nah, you need time for them to have those type of matches. Yeah, and they need to they need to have a reason and a meaning. Exactly, exactly. Um, what about lumberjack matches? Uh corny. Yeah, always weird because yeah, you had like the the face and the heel side on the outside of the ring, and they get yeah. like a quick like jump uh, of whoever was on the opposite side. <laughs> um, what about uh? Uh, what's the one they have to touch the corner, the four corners? Is that oh, Texas um, Texas match or no strap match? Texas strap. They, they go by different names in different regions. In different promotions. Okay. Yeah, it could be a Texas strap match. Could be a Puerto Rican strap match. Okay. Uh, but it's not it's not Texas tornado, right? Match. No, Texas tornado is the tag match where everybody's in at the same time. Right. That was messy to me. Yeah. Agreed. You know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what uh, um yeah? What was, what was your of uh, the, the strap matches or like the dog collar matches? What, what's your take on those? Um, when done right, they, they can be really good. I remember some back in the day. I feel like WCW had a really oh Vader um, might have been Vader and Cactus Jack even. They had one. I think so. Okay. Um, okay. Or was it Vader and Sting? Vader and Sting, actually, I think. Um, I think that's what the White... Yeah, the White Castle of Fear. Um, White Castle of Fear? Yes. (laughs) And if you don't remember this or if you never saw it, you need to go to YouTube as soon as we have this conversation (laughs) and look it up. Because the the vignettes leading up to that match were amazing. So White Castle, the the burger joint? White Castle? No, no. Okay, that's Uh, what I'm thinking. Like, the White Castle... A fear. That, apparently, that that's where Vader lived was the White Castle of Fear. What? <laughs> and like Sting had to take a helicopter to like. Oh, so they do. Oh, so was this during like their 
Wait, this, okay. All right, I, yeah, I definitely gotta watch this because it sounds hilarious. But I know, I know WCW is known for like their gimmicky movie type crossovers, like with the Chucky and Robocop crossover. Yeah. But I don't remember yeah. no White Castle crossover. Oh, this was so wild. Sting <laughs> had to take a helicopter to find it, like in the middle of Colorado. Yeah, I think he, nah, I think, I think this is a, a Osiris tall tale. I think he nah, pulled my, nah. pulled my car on this one. <laughs> I, wait, wait till you watch this because it, it is amazing. Uh, okay. Sting shows up at Vader's castle. Vader's yes, got like these women. He's got Harley Race. <laughs> He's got a. All right, all right. Like, somebody, somebody, somebody woke up early to. Uh, on, on the on the gimmick factor here, yes, but no, uh, <laughs> this, this really happened. And okay, like, the, the midgets like yelling. He's like Vader. He's here. It's time to play the game. It's time to play all the right. game. Like, all right, all, all the all the all the fans out there, we might have to say a prayer for Osiris. He's going through some things right now. <laughs> no, wait till you see this. Like Vader's at the table eating an apple. Like he's like, oh, Stinger, welcome to my White Castle of Fear. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Like, <laughs> so the the match itself consisted of them having a uh, was a strap match. It was a strap match. It was just okay. A they had to tap the corners. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, trying to think. Uh, oh. Um. All right. Well, they only did it once, or maybe that might be a second time. But when they do like the blindfold matches, I love Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. Oh, there's definitely been done more than once because John okay. Cena was in one. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, what do you think of those type? Uh, the Jake the Snake Rick Martel one, I thought yes. was pretty good. Like, I, I enjoyed that at that time. Right. And it had the crowd participation. Right. And that's the key. I mean, that's the real key there. Yeah. Because uh, if it's a silent crowd, you're like, uh, what we got to do here? Right. Exactly. Um, but I I think uh, I think it has its place. But um, I don't, unfortunately, I, I think the talent these days just isn't good enough to, to pull it off. Pull off. Like, okay. Jake the Snake is one of the greatest wrestling minds in, you know, history. Right, 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 uh, right, right. So, so that, so I'm not disrespecting anybody when I right. say like, oh, like I don't think they can pull it off today. I'm like, you know, right. we we can't all be Michael Jordan, you know. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, another one, uh, one and two type match that it happened maybe once or twice. Uh, uh, were you a fan when they did the uh, when Owen Hart uh, against Steve Blackman did the uh, old Ken Shamrock the. The dungeon. Oh, the um, lion's den. Lion's den. Yes, 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 yes. I did like that. Now that I think about it. Nice. Uh, How about like you? I said, they only did it like once or twice, I believe. Yeah. But yes, uh, um, I'm trying to think of uh, other gimmick matches. All right, so yeah, we see the Texas on the old match. One of the fans of uh, too too busy. Um. um You said you, you uh, oh the the mini rumbles aka battle royals. Um, when done right with the right talent, they can be a lot of fun. Has there one that been done right? Because you're only doing what the rumbles thirty and the battle royals what 15? 15, 20, depending. Okay. Uh, I remember British Bulldog being in one that was really good. <clears throat> okay. I, I don't remember a lot of details about it, but I feel like it was in England. Okay. Um and, and yeah, they probably like overbooked it, like you know, because they're like, oh, we're in England, like it's bulldogs, you know, whatever, like. Yeah. 
But oh, um, it was good. Scaffold matches. Horrible. Okay. Never been a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. That was quick. <laughs> they have no place in wrestling. But it's funny, though, because they've been done, like, throughout the decades, when you think about it. Which is crazy. Right? <laughs> like, because there's never been a good one. Well, uh, uh, wasn't the Royal Warriors uh, in one that was pretty decent against... um. Midnight Express. Yeah, it's the, that's the most famous one. But, but oh, no, it was it, good. <laughs> it wasn't good because everybody's scared to fall off the scaffold. <laughs> so, so like the, everyone moves very slow. Like, you know, like... Oh man. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, this they have. They used to do this a lot. Um, with the Taker, uh, the Barry Live matches. Um. Or the coffin matches, you know. Yes, yes. Some of them are good. Uh, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about a level of talent that was there at that time. Okay. Um, you've got guys like Yokozuna, Shawn yep. Michaels, yep. Cactus Jack. Yep. And they're all working with Taker. Like, you right. Know, like, right, 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 right. So, um, yeah. Were you fan? Were you fan of the like the the um, like the back lot? Boiler, oh, boiler room match, but like the ones that didn't happen in the ring, but like in the outskirts of the, you know, the promote outside the building. I forgot what they would be called. Not hardcore matches, but like, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like yeah, like there was the backlot brawl. Yeah, yeah, those type of matches. Um, I feel like again, that's another thing where it's just like the level of talent that was around then. Because yeah, because we're saying now we think about uh, you know. Uh, since today is the day of the Super Bowl, and you had the Rock versus oh, yeah. the Mankind for the halftime heat, which is went down for like one of the top greatest matches, for, especially as an empty arena slash backlot brawl match, I guess you would call it. That type of thing, yeah. And that's one of the classics. Definitely. Um, but I mean, look at the, the two people in it. True. True, true, true. So that's where it's like, yeah, I mean, just the level of talent that was around then. Um, but it also they also taped it was taped too, right? Yes, that, that so they also had the, the first, power uh, editing. Cinematic yeah. wrestling matches. Yeah, that was one of the first yeah, first one. Um but then you had the whole, you know, with like Hardcore Holly, they had those like not Hardcore Holly, what was his tag team partner? Um Crash Holly? Crash Holly, when he when he had that title and he did all those matches like in the you know, the arenas. Oh, the hardcore title? Yeah. Okay, yep, yep. So they had, you know, those type of matches. Um, trying to think any other gimmick matches. Uh, I guess the original uh, Hell, Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, and I mean, again, look at the talent that was in those. Shawn Michaels, Cactus Jack. Uh, well, I guess it was Mankind, but, you know. Mankind, um, Undertaker. Oh. Uh, was Kane and well, Kane interfered in the Shawn Michaels one, right? Right. Um, uh, the OG uh, Halloween Havocs. Um, when they had that 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 spin thing, uh, you know, well, they still oh, do it now. Now that I think about it, make the deal. Yeah, 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 but I think back then it was really like gimmicked. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I mean, again, the talent you got: Sting, Jake the Snake, Cactus Jack. Ron Simmons, Flair, 
Ric Flair, yeah. Like, I mean, just so much good talent. Like, yeah. it's just really hard to hard to compare. What was that? What was that pay per view with? Like, it, they had it was they had tag partners, but they were like from opposite tag teams of like their most hated feuds. Well, no, you, I think you're thinking of Battle Ball. That, that Battle was, Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Where it was, uh, you, you drew your tag partner out of that. That's, that was it. That was an interesting and concept. It, it was, and it always ended up, yeah, it'd be like enemies, like yeah. <laughs> Which I'm surprised they never, they haven't brought that back because they can do it now. Yeah, they could definitely do it. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, tell Vince to bring the, back uh, Battle uh, Bowl then. That that led to one of the greatest moments ever when uh. Rip Rogers ended up being uh, what was it Booker T's tag partner? I think. What happened? And, uh, then? Who's, Rip, who's Rip Rip Rogers? All right, watch your mouth. You don't know who Rip Rogers is. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Rip Rogers. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was a journeyman wrestler. Uh, okay. Throughout the '80s and into the '90s. Okay. But he ended up being the head trainer at OVW um, okay. for the advanced uh, students. Okay. Um, and uh, so, I mean, he's all, all those big names that came up through the early 2000s John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, Randy Orton, uh, Batista, uh, you know, all those guys trained under Rip Rogers at OVW. Okay. Uh, I trained okay. under Rip Rogers at OVW. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, he uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was a jobber in WCW, uh, but like a glorified jobber, kind of like a Barry Horowitz. Oh, nice! Um, and so he was in Battle Bowl, and okay. uh, <laughs> he, he ended up being Booker T's partner. And, okay, and this is uh, heel Booker T. Okay, and, uh, he was like all excited. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna be partners. This is great!" And like Booker T just laid him out. <laughs> 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 And like wrestled the match by himself and won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned the cinematic matches with Brock and Mankind. Are you a fan of them in general now? Uh, when done right, but most of them, unfortunately. And again, I think that's just a, a talent thing. Which one was your favorite gimmick match? The Rock and Mankind one was great until the finish. Okay. Where they uh, put the camera like it was like rocks, you know, you're looking at Oh, with the forklift? Yeah, yep. Yeah, that was cheesy. Yeah. Um, But until that point, that one was great. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Were you fan the the Taker and AJ uh, backyard bone bone yard, whatever? I appreciated that one. Uh, The one with Fiend and um, Bray Wyatt. That one with Fiend and uh, Randy Orton. No, uh, Bray Wyatt. Remember because he was trying to get him back into the, the group or whatever? When they were in that, like, Louisiana pond? Oh, uh, that was Wyatt and, uh, was that Strowman? Strowman, yeah. Who did I yeah. say? Oh, I said Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Strowman, my bad. <laughs> all good, all good. Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, I honestly don't remember that one enough to... Okay. To, to give it a good grade or a bad grade, I'm like, but that makes me think it. I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, because they did the. I remember they were doing like the Funhouse vignettes for that. You know that. Yes. The Orton one was bad. I thought. Um, oh really? Yeah, I thought that one was bad. 
Okay. I think I might be the only person in the world that enjoyed the John Cena one. The John Cena one. I guess yeah. uh, Bray Wyatt. Or the yeah. Phoenix. Try to remember how that. Oh, when they brought back the Doctor Thugonomics. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like a lot of people did not like that, but uh, oh, okay. I, I appreciated it. I was like, okay, you know. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. Well, last match, give me match I can think of. Uh, were you a fan of the uh, uh, the the poll on the match? <laughs> it depends what was on the poll. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Judy Bagwell, nah, no bueno. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But if it was like the, the, the uh, coal miner glove on a pole, stick, yeah. snake, snake, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodness. But all right, cool, cool, cool. Oh, here's an old school one that uh, yep. we'll probably never, ever, ever see again. Okay. Um, but I, I was always a fan. Uh, Braun panty matches. Uh, yeah, those were very prevalent during the Attitude Era. Yes, yes, they were. Very prevalent. Um, I mean, it offered, well, obviously, the demographic of the fans watching shows is very male oriented. So, obviously, Vincent during the Attitude Era, which was very shock video, would attribute to that demographic at that time. For sure. If you had that same segment now, yeah, I would think A wouldn't fly and B just be sort of way out of place and it, it wouldn't really it wouldn't really even have a you know interest uh, uh, to the, the show itself no I, I feel you on that um you know today's audience it, it's funny i'm like the because anyone that wants to say oh it's chauvinistic yeah i'll tell you why i don't think it is yeah uh, or at least at that time because the bra and panty match was actually an extension of those old school tuxedo matches that uh, like oh, Howard Fickle and uh, somebody would have, where they get oh, out the yeah, red, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the red tighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but like I said, it was like it, it was like the lightning in a bottle, uh, and we got it was it for that moment. Yes, yeah. You know I'm saying, uh, but I, I definitely, you know, on, on both sides of the coin, I could definitely see it, especially if you're, you know. Uh, Having kids in the house, and all of a sudden, you there's a massive brawn panties of you know, uh, going on <laughs> in liver. you know, that's just something it might not be the best, but don't, don't forget now, Vince got a, you know, he has stockholders. See, back then, then it wasn't a public traded company, so he, he did everything on his own dime, you right? Know, he didn't have to answer nobody else. Um, were you also a fan of uh, this is more of a segment, uh, but like the whole wedding ceremonies. Um, and went out went throughout the wrestling. Some of them were pretty good. Okay. That Billy and Chuck one where Eric Bischoff pulled off the mask. <laughs> I mean that that was gold in my opinion. I know everybody goes back to the Macho Man um Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth. Oh Elizabeth. Even- <laughs> will, you, will you marry me? <laughs> or even um, Stephanie and Triple H, which turned out to be actual, you know, real life situation. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art uh, imitating, what is it? No, real life, life imitating, imitating art. art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's like a wrestling staple of like the 
wrestling, uh, the, the wedding ceremony. No doubt, no doubt. And it always leads to trouble one way or another. Well, the, the Macho and Liz one, I think they actually played that off seriously. Well, here's the thing, like, that. well, I, I guess, because when I say always leads to trouble, I did mean yeah. in real life. Um, I feel like it always leads to something bad happening, like, because I'm like... Oh, oh no, okay, like, I see. I thought you meant, like, like a segment, like, somebody all of a sudden comes down the ring and then throws a, a cake in the wrestler's face or something like that. I thought, I thought that's what, what you meant. Well, by. And, and let's roll with that, because I'd rather not get into the real-life stuff yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. But I'm like, even going with that, even the Macho yep. Man Elizabeth one, I don't know if you remember, uh, at the end of the wedding, they were coming back and Jake the Snake was standing behind the door and he's got the chair and he's like, I don't care who walks through first. They're getting hit with this chair. Nah, I don't remember, I don't remember that. Was that after the, like, the, the credits went down or something? Uh, I'm trying to think at what point that happened. Cause it, and now I'm trying to remember because I'm like, a whole bunch of weird things happened. There was... Uh, because there was like the gift ceremony where the snake, there was a snake in the uh, gift bag um, in, in one of their wow. gifts. Yeah, I got to go back and watch that because I do not remember that. Yeah, yep, that definitely happened. And, and I'm trying <laughs> to remember the order of events. But I'm like, I think first was the snake in the gift bag. And it's like, oh, no. And like, Watchmen's like, we need to get out of here. And <laughs> the snake standing behind the door. And he's like, I don't care who comes through first. So funny. In, in hindsight, I mean, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> and it Too was funny. Elizabeth was the, she was leading the way because Macho Man was like basically like pushing her, like trying to get her out, out of safety. Too so funny. Thought. But uh, but then at the last second, just when you think Elizabeth's gonna get blasted in the head of the chair, the Undertaker yeah. grabbed. Yeah. Okay, was Undertaker face at this time? He was a heel. But I guess he he knew right and wrong, and like that. You <laughs> chairs. Okay, all right, all right. Um, yeah, definitely got to check that out. And uh, then that led to uh, the first time Undertaker ever talked, uh, really? other than saying "rest in peace," because at this point all he had said was "rest in peace." Yeah. And then um, they did a uh, what was that old segment? The uh, the funeral parlor. Okay. And. Uh, and Jake the Snake's on there, and he says to the taker, whose side are you on, man? Yep. And Paul Bear holds the microphone up, and Undertaker looks at him, and he goes, not yours. And then uh, that's where he turned face? Yes, yep. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, Um. I forgot uh, Paul Bear had a, a segment, talk show segment. Yeah, are you fans, are you fans of talk, so, talk show segments like that, although... The, the Barbara's thing or the Mrs. Corn, like, are you fans of those? <laughs> I caught that. Um, <laughs> and I would say, and I don't know if I'm, you know, if I've got, uh, what do you call it, rose glasses on from remembering okay. it as a child. Or even Brother Love segment. Yes, but I'm like, I loved all those back in the day. Okay. Um, you know, I, but they, I also feel like they all led somewhere. Like, you know, the barbershop. I mean, everyone remembers Shawn Michaels putting Marty Jannetty through the glass. Like, right. You know, the, the some people think party. he got super kicked. The other people remember him just getting thrown through through the glass. It's the uh, Mandela effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I never knew until I was like, yeah, now I think about that. Was that one of the people that thought he got super kicked? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you had that um, in the. Uh, or the other, brother love you had, you know, earthquake like crushing Hulk Hogan's rib cage. Yeah, that 
Hogan spitting up blood. Yup. Uh, also, I think that's when Papa Shango put the spell on Warrior. Was her brother's love show too? Uh, With the black well, goo was coming parlor. down his head. Oh, it was the funeral parlor. Okay, that might have been the funeral parlor. I'd say. Okay, or no, okay. or was it the brother love show? That, I, no, that I, no, it was brother love. You're right. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say now. Okay, so with Mrs. Talk Show, uh, did he have anything going forward with that as far as like leading to things? Uh, I feel like no. Okay. Um, we just watched actually last week. He had on Ray and Dominic Mysterio on his show. Oh, okay. And like it just led to like a match with like Miz against Mysterio or something like okay. that. What about um Jericho had one, right? Yes, talk is Jericho. And that, that brought the list. That was where the list came from, right? I think so. All right, so at least that birthed something. Yes, yep. And I mean, again, just look at the talent, you know. I mean, Jericho's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think was there any other... Well, we forget the original talk show set up uh, Tuesday Night Titans. Yes, that was a classic. Yeah, because all the wrestlers were doing coke. Uh, you could tell by the, how those segments were going. They were breaking the fourth wall left and right. Right? <clears throat> I like the things like Fuji Vice. Fuji Vice? What? Yes. Oh, if you've never seen that, that you might need to look that up before you look anything else up. Today. Fuji Vice? Fuji Vice. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Fuji and Don Morocco. <laughs> doing a Miami Vice style TV show. Doing a parody? <laughs> But, like, yep. I don't think anyone told them it was a parody. <laughs> like, they, they're taking it so serious. Get out of here. <laughs> Look, I'm not even playing. It's amazing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I definitely got to check that out. But um, uh, you mentioned earlier that you are now tag champ of uh, Showcase uh, uh, Wrestling. Uh, Showcase yes. Wrestling. So before we, you know, go out for uh, today... Why don't you uh, enlighten everybody about that? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enlighten everybody, and then uh, after the show, I'm, I'm going to oh. give you a call okay. <laughs> and give you some further details. Oh, jeez. Busting this out is fine. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that being said, yes, yeah, uh, this past Friday evening in Taunton, Massachusetts, uh, yours truly was in a handicap match, one on two, um, taking on the Showcase Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Flawless and all, Flawless Nick Diamond and all Paul Holloway. So no, uh, no Ronnie? No, uh, the SOG, Ronnie Ribs was on vacation with his family. Oh, wow. And uh me being the manly man that I am, yep. uh, I, I said, you know what? I'll take these two goofballs on by myself. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was a hard-hitting match. We went about 10, 12 minutes. Nice. And uh, they they beat me up good. Nice. But uh, they, you know, they, they didn't understand that I am a one-man army. Nice. And so when, uh, <laughs> they, they tried to hit their finishing move on me, which is like a Russian leg sweep with a... Uh, Spin kick. Oh, like the um, Eliminators in ECW? Not quite like that. More okay. like, um, I'm trying to remember who had, there was a tag team, I feel like, in the early 2000s that used the Russian leg sweep while the other guy hit something. Oh, Russian leg sweep. I, did, uh, uh, I, I was talking a regular leg sweep. Like yeah, I said, no. like, uh, Kronos and Saturn did. 
Right. No, nope. This is a Russian leg sweep, but with the same spin kick. Mm-hmm. So, so imagine the one guy hits the Russian leg sweep while the other guy is spin kicking. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, when he hit, when he hit his opponent as well. Kind of. Probably. Because with the Russian leg sweep, sweep, he has to hold on to you, like put his arm around your shoulder, and then you both go down at the same time. Yes. So, so yeah, there might be some button face. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like. <laughs> <laughs> but in this instance here, that did not happen. Nice. Because uh, me being the savvy ring veteran that I am, yeah, uh, I, I saw the guy coming at me. It was Nick Diamond. He was coming with the spin kick. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Russian leg sweep position. Okay. And I just ducked. Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, I, I grabbed my my opponent, uh, all Paul Holloway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we both ducked, missing the spin kick. Yeah. And then I, we, we rolled forward, and I had him in a small cradle. One, two, three. Bam! New tag team champion. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> okay. All right. So um, going forward, when do you guys put the – when's your next match to, put, when, to defend the titles? That is a great question. Uh Next Saturday, uh, Showcase Pro Wrestling will be running um, in, where will they be running? Maybe in Franklin, Massachusetts? Okay. I, I would have to check my calendar. It's in Massachusetts somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Will both uh, of you be in attendance? Attleboro. I think it's Attleboro. Attleboro, okay. Yeah. Okay. Will both of you be in attendance or just yourself? Yes. Uh, both myself and the SOG, Ronnie Ribs, will, will be in attendance. Nice. Um, so we will uh, clear up um, what is the status of the tag team titles. Uh, you know, are, are, are he and I the champs together, which I believe is the case. Yep. Um, you know, and yeah, where, where do we go forward? Do we, do we have to defend the belts? What's, yep. what's going on? We will, yep. we will find all that out next Saturday. Nice. Oh, I'm all right. I can dig it. Nice little uh, DBZ cliffhanger. Yes, yes. Next time. <laughs> uh, before the three count. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. Well, yeah, definitely uh, look forward to that for next week. Um, and uh, yeah, before we sign off, uh, have you seen any, uh, have you watched any wrestling this week? Yes. Uh, Other than obviously participating in it. <laughs> Other than participating, yes, uh, I've been watching. Uh, let's see. Well, last night I actually watched the UFC pay per view. Uh, took place at Houston, Texas. Houston. Yes, sir. Uh, good, good show. Uh, uh, the highlights: uh, Israel Adesanya, the last style bender. Yep. Um, he uh, won by decision against Robert Whitaker in the main event, okay. Uh, okay. keeping his title. And uh, and staying undefeated at 185 pounds. Oh, so he's dro- yeah. Cause I was gonna say he he was defeated by that Jan guy, yes. right? Yes, Jan Blockowitz at 205 pounds. So he's dropped uh, 20 pounds, basically. Well, no. Here's the thing: is he never went up to 205? He just fought a 205 pound guy at 185. Is he weighed 190 for the fight? Oh, okay. So he was 15 pounds. Wow. Yeah. About 15 pounds, that's that's a lot of uh, weight. It, it is, and that's why, you know, he was able to be beat. Uh, but how, yeah. how were they able to, um, I would like the the state commission wouldn't allow such a vast, you know, difference in weight. 20, 20 pounds is the, oh, uh, the limit. Yeah, yep, you cannot oh, okay. have a 20 pound weight difference. Okay. Uh, 
So 15 pounds is okay. He was over 185, below 205. You, you fit in that that range, like. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Nice. <clears throat> so yes, USA, yes. you watch what else? Um. Also watched SmackDown this week. Okay. Where uh, looks like Goldberg will be challenging Brock. Uh, I'm sorry, not Brock Lesnar. Goldberg will be challenging Roman, uh, Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah. For Crown uh, Jewel. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, they did uh, sit down interviews, uh, old school style, and uh, it was you know pretty much the usual. Roman Reigns said he was going to show up and smash. Uh, he actually used the line. He said he was going to Goldberg. 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 Yes. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> he, he used Goldberg as a verb and a noun. Okay? <laughs> back to back. I uh, like it. All right. right? <laughs> and then uh and then Goldberg, you know, did his interview and he said, Ah yeah, what? Like I'm fifty three years old and whatever. I'm still gonna show up because he's next and I'm gonna spear him, jackhammer, it's all over. I believe him. Right. He's fifty three years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Right. So if he's 53, that means like Rock and Triple H, they gotta be in their mid-50s too, right? Yeah. Wow. And that means Hogan and like Flair gotta be like 80 or not. <laughs> <laughs> like, goodness gracious. It's crazy. It's like when you really think about it. Yeah. We are getting up there, my friend. We are yeah. getting up there. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, all I've been watching... Uh, NXT, but they've been doing the Dusty, um, Dusty oh, Cup, Dusty Classic, yeah, uh, not Cup, but yeah, Classic. Uh, so uh, right now, the, uh, the last uh, episode was the semifinals with uh, my team, the Diamond Mine uh, of the Creed Brothers, uh, going up against um, not the Varsity, uh, uh, what's that tag? Um, I'm blanking. MSK? What's that? MSK? Nah, they well they'll be they they're in the opposite bracket of the semifinals, but they went okay. up against, it's the the team, the guys like bald headed and the other guys blonde headed they have like a uh uh Oh the grizzled young vets Grizzled Young yes, young vets. That them. They uh great match. Great really? match. Really? definitely check it out. But Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were uh thankfully victorious. Um the Creed Brothers that was, and it went on now for the finals, uh, awaiting the winner of uh, uh, MGK and some other team. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I dig it, I dig it. I, I've got to, uh, I haven't watched any of the 2.0 stuff in quite some time. Are you bugging? And uh, yeah, I got to check some of it out, uh, for sure. I, uh, it, it's funny, I'm, uh, I'm behind on my uh, Dragon Ball Mm -hmm. I, I think my, my deal is going to be I got to get through all of Dragon Ball, which I've got like 100 episodes to go. Oh, super? Uh, yeah, super. How many episodes then, is it all together? It's 180, I think. So you're at 80? Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. It is a lot of episodes. Is that the longest? Because DBZ was what, 136 or 124 or something like that? Was that it? It didn't go to no 180, that's for sure. Oh, wow. That's surprising to me. I think so. I don't know. You well, think they'll make a um for Super? You think they'll make a Kai version? Is just a short and all that type? You know, all the. I don't think so. Okay. Um, 
because a lot of it, like a lot of the details in it are needed. Like okay, they're building stories upon stories. Like it's very okay. intricate plots. Okay, and they uh, have done a bridge version of Super yet. They have not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there won't be any Dragon Ball bridge anymore, I think, anywhere because uh, really? all the copyright issues. I'm surprised they were able to make it that far to do like a, the whole series. <laughs> I know, right? But they weren't making no money off of it, were they? No. Yeah, so I don't know what the whole flim flam was about. If it was just for you know to for you know chuckles. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know Japan's got some big copyright stuff because. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I even, uh, I never really watched it. I guess they did some videos explaining it, but I never yep. really watched them. But uh, some other channel that I follow too, they posted a thing today saying that uh, some of their videos got taken down because of Japanese copyrights. Okay. Um, and so they've got to like redo them. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I guess we can uh, conclude this uh, beautiful. Uh, Sunday, the uh, day of the Super Bowl. Uh, we got LA Rams going against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, yes. Are you rooting for anybody? Oh, any team that's out of based out of California. Okay, okay, gotcha. But I'm really looking forward to the halftime show with uh, yes. the DRE. Yes. The DRE and the D-O-double-G back oh. at it again. With uh, Mary J, Eminem, and yeah. Kendrick. And Kendrick Lamar. That's my and man. There right might, might be other cameos sprinkled. I've heard murmurs of 50 Cent possibly showing up. So you okay, never know. Okay. I, I can say, uh, and I mean, I don't know unless this was a red herring, but yep. uh, BOC will not be performing. Well, can he really perform with his voice? Oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I, I, read a, I, I read a thing that uh, it was an interview he had done. He was talking about how he's been watching Dre like set up the set. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's pretty much backstage for all this. Okay, and, uh, they asked if he would be performing, and he said no. He, he's not doing any part of the show. Like he's just happy to be there. Right, I, right, I didn't right, even right. think about the voice thing, and he didn't say like no because of my voice. He just said no. I'm just happy to be here, basically. But right, right, right. Yeah, he might not be. Yeah. So that might have been a dumb question on the reporter's part, and probably <laughs> handled it really well. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, it goes off without of a hitch and no controversy. You know, because it seems like a lot of times the Super Bowl halftime show could either go good for you or bad for you. Right, aka Janet Jackson. Yep, it's Janet if you're nasty. Yep. So uh, yeah, looking forward to the halftime show, and uh, hopefully, my. Uh, Hopefully the city of LA can celebrate. You know, I imagine Jerry will probably be playing California Love uh, loud uh, over the speakers. Right, right. Although hopefully LA at that point is winning and not losing badly because that, that, that would, would yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it'd be also cool uh, in time back in with wrestling if you know Ice Cube show up and him and Drake the natural born killers you know like New Jack yes. and played it throughout the whole game <laughs> <laughs> you know like New Jack did you know for his whole match <laughs> oh, that, that would be amazing well yeah it'd be like a five hour song <laughs> <Right>. just, <laughs> just <a> loop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be almost like uh, a torture. Like, <laughs> <at a certain laughs> point. You're like, make it stop. 
<laughs> I don't know though. That beat is so good. That's underrated, I think. Like, yeah, I, I it is. Go back and listen to that. And it's funny though how New Jack would play throughout the whole match. Right. Like, if his match would be like 15 minutes, and his song just keep on going. But <laughs> well, like, uh, it but... made his matches feel like a highlight video. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But all right. Well, if you want to sign us out, uh, you know, like you usually do, like we yeah. always do about this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, everybody, it is, uh, well, at least here, it's a snowy Sunday morning. Um, where you are, maybe it's warm. Uh, not you, Mr. For the listeners out there, maybe where you are, maybe it's warm. Maybe you're listening out in Cali, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Lador, he's a uh, wrestler for Showcase Pro Wrestling. He's actually there tonight. Oh, dope. Yeah, shout out yep. to him. Shout out to him. He's a, a lifelong Rams fan. And uh, so this is his his big moment, I guess. Nice. No doubt, no doubt. But uh, but yeah, for everybody, no matter what you're doing today, tomorrow, and the next day after, I hope you all enjoy. Hope it's a great day. And uh, I'm going to leave you all thinking about this. Do something today to make yourself better than you were yesterday. I like it. Right? And it doesn't even have to be huge. It's very easy to to make small improvements on ourselves. Uh, You know, if you didn't brush your teeth yesterday, brush your teeth. Uh, But uh, drink drink an extra glass of water. Read a, you know, don't read a whole book, but like read, you know, read a little bit of a book, a couple pages of a book, like, you know, anything. Watch watch a two minute video uh, on like how to tie your shoes better. I I don't know, but you know. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing today to make yourself better than yesterday. And uh, on that illustrious, glorious note, y'all, peace, love, and chicken grease. One, two, three. (laughs) 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 That that didn't work.